Today we're going to continue our look at the Ten Commandments, and uh, we've moved on to the second table of the commandments. We're on command number five, and so if you have your Bible, I'd ask you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 20, where uh, the Ten Commandments are found. And then we're going to look at a passage out of Exodus 20, but then we're also going to look at a passage out of the book of Ephesians. And the New Testament will be in Ephesians chapter 6. So I'd like you to go ahead and and find both of those places if you would. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 and Exodus chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 8. Now the subject of the message today is on honoring our father and our mother. Honoring our father and our mother. And I know that some of us that still have children in the home may be anxious for this message. I know that my wife was anxious for it. And even more so, if you have kids at home, you may be anxious for your kids to hear uh, the, the Lord's word on, on uh, obedience and things like that. And, and, and this does have something to say to kids who are still at home. But also, it has a word to say to us as adults, whether we have uh, children at home, whether we don't, whether we have children at all, it still has a word to say to us uh, today. Now, really, this, this command is very straightforward. It's not complicated, and so it doesn't need a lot of explanation, just mainly application. So if you have uh, Exodus chapter 20 found, I'd like you to stand with me if you're able. We're going to pick up in verse 8. We're going to read all Ten Commandments, but focus in on number 5, and then we're going to also look at Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. That's, that's not where I should start. Sorry. Let's back up to verse, uh, verse 1. Sorry, did I? Uh, yeah, I, I apologize for that. Verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, bestowing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rest on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now turn over, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 6. We're just going to read a few verses out of Ephesians 6. Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with the promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Thank you. May be seated. Now, the first thing that I want to point out about this whole concept of honoring father and mother is that this is something that is very, very important to God. 
It's something that's very important to God. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a dad. Okay, I'm saying that because the Bible makes it abundantly clear that, that this is something that God takes very seriously. For instance, it's, it's uh, the first commandment with the promise. Now, if you have your thinking cap on and, and you notice whenever we were reading, you may have noticed that, that commandment number two records God saying that he was going to visit the iniquity of the, the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation, that he was going to show loving kindness to uh, the, the thousandth of generation of those who love him. And the thing, um, you might be looking at that and saying, well, that, that sounds like a promise to me. Well, the thing about that is that is more of a general principle. Because what God is saying there is, is that those people who have learned from their parents, they've learned from their families to hate God, to hate the things of God, and to follow in those footsteps, God, they will experience God's opposition. They will, they will suffer the consequences of those choices. But those who love God, those who are obedient to Him, they will experience His favor. They will experience His blessing. That is a general principle. That is, that is a, a little bit broader than what uh, is in the fifth commandment. On the other hand, in this commandment here on honoring your father and mother, it's a specific command. Now, the, the original context, God applies this to uh, the Israelites as they're going into the promised land, and he bases the longevity of their time in the land on their obedience to their parents. Isn't that something? Now, Paul, whenever we get to the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, he noticed that he expanded that out. He didn't just talk about the Israelites going into the land. He talked about us in our time on earth. He talked about length of life. And, and in general, the, the general rule of thumb is that children who are obedient, to their, are obedient to their parents, who honor father and mother, generally, rule of thumb, tend to have long lives. And what I mean by that, that's not to say that... that that if somebody, uh, a young person dies a, a tragic death, maybe they've, they've uh, been in a car accident, they have a terminal illness, something like that, that doesn't mean that there's not a one-to-one correlation. Oh, that person is sick, therefore they must have been disobedient to parents. But we're talking about a, an overarching principle here because when you think about it, parents want what's best for their kids, don't they? They don't want to see them get messed up and, and into stuff that's going to hurt them. So there's not going to be a parent, at least the same parent, who says to little Billy, Billy... I'd really like you to get hooked on drugs. So if you go out at, at the school, and if you, could find the, 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 if you could find some kind of a drug dealer and make friends with them and, and get hooked, that'd be great. You're not gonna, no parent is going to say, you know, little, little Sally, I'd really like you to drink and drive. I'd, I'd really like you for, for, for you to go out and, and make a wreck of your life in any number of ways. They don't say that. What do they do? They, they give them... They give them guidelines. They give them rules. They, they, they say, these are the ways I want you to live. These are the things that are, are wise. These are the things that please God. And the people that are obedient to their parents, that honor their father and mother, are, are going to avoid many of those outcomes that are associated with things like the drugs and the alcohol and stuff like that. They will live a, a longer life in, in that sense at the very least. Another way that we see that this is important to God is by the number of times God mentions it in the Bible. Now, how many times does God need to say something for it to be important? One time, right? I mean, He doesn't have to repeat himself for us to get the idea, but, but I want you to notice, I'm going to read a few verses to you, and you can jot down the references if you want. I'm going to read a few verses to you, and I want you to see if you pick up on a theme in these verses. Okay, so we have our passage out of Exodus 20. We have the passage out of Ephesians 6. Listen to this, Leviticus 19 and verse 3, the first part says, 
Every one of you shall reverence his mother and his father. Deuteronomy 27, verse 16. Cursed is he who dishonors his father or mother, and all the people shall say amen. Deuteronomy 5.16, which it appears that Paul kind of quoted Exodus 20 and 5.16 whenever he wrote Ephesians 6. But Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. Proverbs 19, verse 26 says, He who assaults his father and drives his mother away is a shameful and disgraceful son. Now I'm going to read a verse to you that you probably didn't realize was in your Bible. You, you probably have read through your Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and you've missed this verse. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17 says, The eye that mocks a father and scorns a mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. Didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on and on. But this should show you the Bible only has to record God saying something once for it to be important. If he's saying it this many times, what does that tell you? This is something not only that's important to God, but people as a whole, we humans, struggle with. This is something that we struggle with. Finally, we see its importance by the punishment that's assigned to it being broken. Now, it's interesting because disobedience to parents, dishonoring parents is kind of a, it's kind of a, a light thing today. If you watch sitcoms, if you watch shows on TV, many of the, many of the young people uh, disregard what their parents say. They dishonor them. They're disrespectful to them. And that's supposed to be funny. But I want you to, to listen to the way it was back in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 21, verses 18 to 21. If any man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or his mother, and when they chastise him, he will not even listen to them, then his father and mother shall seize him and bring him out to the elders of his city at the gateway of his hometown. They shall say to the elders of his city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death. So you shall remove the evil from your midst, and all Israel will hear of it and fear. Exodus chapter 21, verse 15. He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9. If there is anyone who curses his father or his mother, he shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother. His blood guiltiness is upon him. Now, if I were to guess, I would guess that there are some of us sitting here today that's thinking you're lucky stars that you weren't born in the Old Testament. Because you probably wouldn't have made it past your teen years. But listen, this is something that's important to God. God takes this very, very seriously. And I think it's easy enough to see that God takes it seriously. But, but how should we do it? Isn't that really the question? What does it look like? What does it sound like whenever we honor our parents? Well, I'm going to give you a few things. Again, it's not an exhaustive list, but... Just a few things for you to, uh, to stick in your pocket and take home with you. The first way we can honor our parents, and this is not rocket science, is through respect. It's through respect. You say, well, Pastor, that doesn't sound very spiritual. It's the truth, isn't it? One way, the primary way that you honor your parents is through respect. Now, you may have noticed that I didn't start with obedience. There's a reason for that. There are two reasons for that. Number one... 
obedience is really a subset, a byproduct of respect. Because if you're respecting your parents and they tell you to do something, you do what they say. That's obedience. That grows out of respect. But number two, respect is something that has no age limit on it. I'll get, get into that a little bit more later. Now, how do we show respect to our parents? Well, we know how it looks whenever we disrespect someone or when somebody disrespects us. Again, this is not rocket science. So respect is going to cover things like our attitude. When we interact with our parents, no matter what age they are, no matter what age we are, respect covers attitude. So when we speak to our parents, or our parents speak to us, you know, sometimes you see people, oh, you know, they make this big dramatic scene, or they're disrespectful in the way that they act. They, they, sometimes it's the attitude they have, sometimes it's the words that are used. Or they may say the right words, but they do it in a disrespectful attitude. Those are dishonoring to God. They're dishonoring to parents. So respecting our parents in the things that we do and the things that we say, how we say them. And this shouldn't be mentioned, but it was mentioned in one of the verses, so I'm going to just say it. Don't hit your parents. Right? Now this is like, duh. I mean, you're not, if, you're, if you're pounding on your parents, that's not respectful. But evidently there were some people that that may have been a problem with because God says if it happens, that person should be put to death. Don't be violent. Don't be disrespectful. Another way we can honor our parents is by heeding what they say. And again, this has no age limit. What I mean by that is we need to pay real good attention to what our parents say. We need to give extra weight to the things our parents say. Now, when we were young, those of us who maybe have snow on the roof, when we were young, you know, our parents didn't seem all that smart, did they? When we were growing up, we thought, well, my mom and dad, they're not all that bright. I can pull this over on them. And maybe you, maybe you pulled some stuff over on them, but you didn't pull over near as much stuff as what you thought you did. And, and it's, it's amazing how much smarter our parents get as we get older. Because we start looking at them, and especially once we get to be a, a, an adult May we have kids of our own. We start saying, oh, that's why they did that. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Young people, kids, listen. Your parents have been around for a while. They have some mileage on the tire, so to speak. They have seen a lot of stuff. They've done a lot of stuff, and they ain't going to tell you about it. They have, they, they have some wisdom that they picked up along the way. And so when they tell you to do something or not to do something, you need to take that seriously because they've been there. They've done that. They've, they've got the scars to prove it. They've got the, they, they've, they've the T-shirt, so to speak. And on top of that, your parents, even though it doesn't seem like it sometimes, your parents want what's best for you. They love you more than anybody else in this world. And so when you have somebody that has wisdom and they only want what's best for you, they only want good and not harm for you, when they tell you something, when they encourage you to do something or not to do something, that needs to be taken very seriously. Why? Because that is, that they need to have some weight behind their words in your mind. 
But what if, let's say you're an adult, and you're faced with a decision, and you've done everything you know to do. You've talked to your parents, you've gotten, sought counsel from them, you've talked to uh, uh, godly uh, Christians, you've, you've read your Bible, you've prayed, you've done all these things, and your parents say, I really think this is the course of action you should pursue, but you th- really feel like that's the course of action you should pursue. What about then? There may be a time when you have to do something that your parents disagree with. Your parents are not omniscient. They don't know everything. They don't know the future. Even in those times that you have to choose something that may not be uh, what they would do or they disagree with, whenever you interact with them, when you talk to them, when you respond to them, you should still do it with love and respect. Because you can, you can disagree without being disagreeable. And that, that's true in the family. That's true in the church. So the first way, the main way that we can honor our parents is to respect them. Show them honor, respect, reverence. Another way we can honor our father and mother is really a subset of respect, and that's the one that you may have thought I was going to start with, and that's obedience. Obedience. Paul says in in Ephesians chapter 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, what does it mean to obey? Well, I don't know. What does it mean? It means do what you're told, right? I mean, this is not rocket science. If mom and dad say do this, do it. Mom and dad say, don't do that. Don't do it. And buddy, that's, that's simple. But you know, those of us who are, who are no longer kids, we remember how it was. It may be simple, but it ain't easy, right? Because we want to do our own thing. But the Bible says, children, be obedient to your parents. Nowhere in the Bible does it say adults, be obedient to your parents. Now, I want to make that distinction because... I heard a discussion sometime back between people who were talking about the, the limits of honoring father and mother and obedience and, and how that should look. And there were, there were people having this discussion that said they thought that even if you were a, an adult, maybe you were out on your own, you had a family of your own, that whatever mom and dad said, you still had to obey them, even as an adult. Nowhere does the Bible call us to obey our parents as adults. As children, yes. As adults, no. But we are to honor our parents no matter what age we are. See, there's a difference there. Honoring them as an adult is going to look like the respect and heeding what they say and so forth. But children, young people, people who are not out on their own, should be obedient to parents. Now, I can already, I can guess, because I know some of you, and some of you are probably thinking, well, I know God says it, but Why? Well, number one, in the fact that God said to do it enough, that we should honor our parents because God said to do it? Or maybe you say, yeah, but you don't know my parents. You don't, they are, man, they're, they're bad. I got bad ones. They're overbearing. They're, they're unreasonable. Well, I noticed just in passing, as I, as I noticed all these things that are said, there's no qualification here. God doesn't say, honor your father and mother if you think they're good ones. He says, honor your father and mother. Now, you may have a a real stinker of a set of parents. But you can still show them respect. It's kind of like I heard somebody that was in the service said, you may not 
may not care for your commander, you don't salute him, you, you salute the chair he's sitting in. There may be a time when you have to just show your parents respect because it's the right thing to do. Now, why, why else should we do it? Because, I mean, God said it, and that should be enough. But why else should we do it? Well, uh, the first reason, if you look at Ephesians chapter 6 again, the first reason is because it's right. Ephesians chapter, one verse, or chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for because this is right. We should simply obey because it's the right thing to do. We know because what some people call natural law, even the, even the unreached peoples that don't have the word of God, they know instinctively because God has written on their hearts that to honor father and mother is the right thing to do. But we also know because it's in the word of God. God says it's the right thing to do. And if he says it's right, it's right. But second, and this goes hand in hand with what we just said, it pleases God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 says, Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now I want you to consider something. When Paul wrote these letters, he wrote it to a church to be read out publicly. Okay? He, he evidently assumed that there were going to be children in the church listening to this. And what Paul says is those young people, those kids who are Christians, when you obey your parents, that makes God happy. He didn't didn't just write to the grown-ups and say, this needs to filter down to, to your kids. He speaks directly to the kids and says, if you're a Christian, if you want to please God, this is one of the ways you do it. You honor, you obey your parents. Now, those of us who are grown-ups, maybe we have kids in the home, maybe they're grown-ups, out of the home, have grandkids, whatever. Some are saying, amen. I've never wanted you to preach an hour before, but do it, this, do it today, brother. And some of the young people are probably saying, well, I wish he'd just can it. Listen, there's word in here for us as adults as well. Because what does Ephesians 6 go on to say? It says, Honor your father and mother for this first command with a promise, so it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Verse 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The command in Exodus deals with honoring our parents. This part talks about the parent side of things. We see the same thing in Colossians 3. Paul says in both places, do not provoke, or the verse in Colossians says, exasperate your children. The idea behind those words are not the same word, but they have a similar idea, and that's of stirring your children up to anger, to wrath. Now, does that mean, is Paul telling us as, as parents, Bend over backwards to make sure your little kids don't get upset with you. No. No. What it's saying is, there are going to be times, and some of us are more prone to this than others, there are going to be times when maybe you lose your cool. There are going to be times whenever your personalities conflict. 
There are going to be times when maybe your children are not being all that pleasant to be around that you want to, or, or you respond in a way that's overly harsh, that you are unreasonable. And Paul says, don't do that. Again, these, these things are easy to say, more difficult to do. Listen, your kids are not going to like it sometimes. They will get mad if you give them boundaries and then hold them accountable to those things. That's not what this is talking about. Again, this is talking about being unkind. This is talking about being harsh, overly harsh with your children. Instead of that, Paul says, but, contrasting to that, bring them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Parents, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a truth, and I hope that hope we all remember it. It is not the church's job to be your kid's primary spiritual uh, source of spiritual information. Amen. The church's job is to come alongside, to support, to augment, to give them Christian instruction, but it's your job as a parent, it's my job as a parent, to be teaching our kids about God. That's what he says. He doesn't say, fathers, bring them up to know how to drive a nail, but the church can take care of the spiritual part. No. He says, fathers, bring them up in the fear and the instruction of the Lord. The primary place that this happens is not the church, it's in the home. We need to teach them the things, about, the things of God. We need to teach them things about God. Now, if we boil all this stuff down to just a couple of statements, what will they be? Well, all of us, no matter what our age is, if we have parents that are still alive, we need to honor them, respect them. Don't be disrespectful to them. Children, that does include you. And one of the main ways that that happens is through obedience. It's, it's through doing what you're told. When you're told to do it, don't not be talking bad. Don't be unpleasant because your parents want what is best for you. And parents, again, this is for us too. Don't be unreasonable or unkind. In short, I, I, I try to think of it this way. God tells the kids to honor their father and mother. I think the flip side of that is we as parents need to live lives that deserve honor. But you say, Pastor, my parents are bad. Pastor, my kids are bad. Listen, your kids are going to fail. Your parents are going to fail. Why? Because we're human. All of us are going to fail. All of us are going to act out of anger. All of us are going to get up on the wrong side of the bed. All of us are going to mess up. Parents, your kids are not perfect. Kids, your parents are not perfect. Don't hold each other to a perfect standard. So is that when when your parents fail, when your kids fail, does that mean they're bad? No, it means they need some grace. We all need some grace. We need to show it and we need to experience it. And maybe... Maybe today that's your thing. You need, to, you need to commit to showing more grace to your children. Maybe you need to commit to showing more grace to your parents. Because remember, they're human. They're not going to be perfect, just like we're not perfect. 
Or maybe the thing that you need to commit to is being more obedient to your parents. Of doing what you're told when you're told to do it. Not only because it pleases them, but mainly because it pleases God. Because listen, if, if you do not obey your parents what you can see, you're going to have a hard time obeying God what you can't see. This is really a training ground, isn't it? Because if you don't practice obedience with your parents, you're going to have a hard time being obedient to God. And maybe you need to reconcile with somebody today. Family stuff is messy. There's drama. There can be hateful words. Maybe you've had a blow-up in the past between parents or kids. You don't talk to one another. At holidays, you don't see each other. If you do, you try and stay in separate parts of the house. You don't talk to each other for sure because it only ends up in a fight. Maybe you need to forgive somebody. Maybe you need to ask them to forgive you. Now, I know even as I say that, some of us have somebody in our lives that we're thinking, you don't know so-and-so. Because I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and they are foul-tempered, unreasonable, foul-mouthed. They will not listen to me. They will not forgive me. I just can't do anything else besides all that I've done. What does Paul say? Paul says, as much as it depends on you, live peace with all people. There are going to be some people that you can only do so much, and then you've got to turn them over to God. And you pray for them, you pray for that relationship, but we're not responsible for somebody else. But we are responsible for us. And so maybe that is, that is what you need to do. You, you, need to, you, you need to do all that you can to live at peace with them. Why don't you stand with me as musicians come? And as you stand, I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And with nobody looking around, I'm not going to ask you for a show of hands or anything about having good parents, bad parents, good kids, bad kids. Great relationship, terrible relationship. I'm not going to do any of that. Because I know we're all human. We all have feet of clay. All of us fall short. Parents do. Kids do. We don't react. We don't respond the way that we should. We're not obedient when we should be. Maybe you just need to ask God. You just need to confess it to him to say, God, I have really messed it up. I've really messed it up today. I messed it up this week. This happened and I did this and it was wrong. I should not have done it. Please forgive me. Now, I say all this and realize I've, I, I understand I've not talked about salvation. I've not talked about sin. I've not talked about our need to repent. 
But listen, it may be that you're here today and you you know even as, as you are here in these seats that you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. Today is the day to do that. Today is the day of salvation. Turn from your sin and cast yourself wholly on him for his mercy. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for forgiveness. And it's so easy to take that forgiveness and to enjoy it ourselves. It's so easy to take the grace and enjoy it for ourselves, but not to show it to those around us. And God, I pray that you'd help each of us as we interact with those that are closest to us. Help us to show them grace, show them mercy. Lord, for those of us who are still in the home as children, I pray that you'd help us to, uh, to be obedient. Those of us who have uh, children in the home, God, I pray that you'd help us to remember that they're human just like we are. And God, no matter what our age, if our parents are still living, I pray that you'd help us to show respect. God, we just thank you for your word that speaks right to where we are. In Jesus' name, amen.